Money FM 89.3, the best of your money. Money and me on your money, only on Money FM 89.3. Bitcoin's price is at its highest level since August. Bitcoin currently trading at $24,724, which means Bitcoin is up 50% since the beginning of the year. And here at home, DBS recently revealed that the number of Bitcoin traded on DBS's digital exchange surged 80% last year and that the number of Bitcoin in custody doubled from a year earlier. Imagine up 80% in crypto winter. We've been seeing a slew of regulatory action, particularly in the U.S., targeting both exchanges and new stablecoin issuances of BUSD, for example. So can we take a step back and ask, is there renewed interest in cryptocurrencies? And how is the regulation, regulatory interest in both exchanges and stable coins? How does that impact the ecosystem? Jeffrey Ira is CEO of Trade Together. They're a fintech digital asset management company and they make smart crypto investment possible. Jeff, good morning. Thank you for joining us. Good morning, Michelle. Thanks for having me again. Oh, always great to speak with you, Jeff. Help us out. Let's start with the impact of new regulations. So Paxos uh, has been ordered to stop minting new BUSD. And listeners, that's the dollar peg stablecoin uh, BUSD tokens. So how is this going to make things difficult? We know that for investors, for traders to buy and sell new cryptocurrencies, we know that stablecoins play such a vital role in crypto trading, right? You usually turn your fiat into stablecoin because you want to move things around. So without BUSD, what does this mean for traders looking to buy and sell new cryptocurrencies? Yeah, you're absolutely right, uh, Michel. Uh, stablecoin play a, a vital role in the ecosystem. And, and mainly the way we should look at it is that BUSD is part of the BNB ecosystem, which is a, a blockchain. And behind, we have, of course, the Binance type of ecosystem. So the fact that the SEC and the U.S. authority are uh, ordering uh, uh, to stop uh, in the U.S.D. has an impact uh, primarily into the BNB and Binance ecosystem. But at the same time, if uh, traders are uh, using this avenue to uh, do their deal, uh, we all know that there are other stable funds to the Binance ecosystem and they can, and which they have already done, transfer their assets into other types of stable funds. Some people think without BUSD, traders may have to look perhaps to Bitcoin. So could Bitcoin benefit from this move? Potentially, but at the same time, if uh, you are using a stablecoin in the context of a treasury purpose and not for uh, a form of uh, long-term uh, speculation, I think Bitcoin and stablecoin play a, a different role. Temporarily, mm. they, can that in, they can temporarily put that in Bitcoin, but I suspect if they were using in first place stablecoin for treasury purpose, they will just transfer their assets to other types of purchase. But Bitcoin, so, we, we can talk that later about. Is this a negative sign for crypto trading regulations that seem to be targeting stablecoins? Do you expect such regulations over stablecoins to increase? I think that's, a, that's an interesting point. What does the U.S. are trying to clarify here, first of all, whether stablecoin can play the role on the long term of what we can 
into the traditional key market fund. And that was also mm. one of the statements of the U.S. saying that uh, the stable coins somehow have the same property of the security, but that's really a U.S. debate. Uh, I think other parts of the world have a different uh, thinking. Uh, as TZ from Binance said, if there is some issue in the U.S., the U.S. stable coins can also potentially use other stable coins paying to other type of currencies. The outcome that we now. And I think uh, since uh, January, what we can observe at Trade Together, uh, we can see the same type of optimism and confidence like what we could see back in beginning 2021 or 2020. So for us, it's really promising. That's interesting. Let's touch on that point of optimism. A DBS exchange trade in Bitcoin jumped 80% in 2022. I led off with that. And DBS also has plans to apply for a crypto license over in Hong Kong. So here is Southeast Asia's biggest bank getting involved in this ecosystem. What do you think this signals about institutional interest? What are you seeing on the ground? I think uh, our first uh, thing is this, that first of all, the fact that... Uh, Bank such as yes uh, has some uh, has developed some uh, custody capability. It's an element to restore trust. First of all, because you know that uh, we have had lots of issues, a couple of crypto exchanges in the world, and, uh, not not to mention FTX. So we suspect that the fact to have some regulated bank having custody capability and capable also to offer crypto avenues is, I think, uh, uh, a way to restore trust in business and also to, uh, to increase the volume in uh, Bitcoin and other types of Okay, it's been a cold crypto winter for some time, but from your view, Jeff, um, while crypto markets seem to be dealing with battered confidence, you know, whether you're talking about um, Binance or, of course, um, FTX and, and that, has the market shifted towards a focus on trust? Oh, yeah. So, uh, you, you are perfectly right. Uh, 2022 was definitely a crypto winter with a lot of risk uh, here and there. I think 2023, for now, what we can see is that uh, the trust is coming back step by step. Uh, we have the chance to have uh, some uh, heavy uh, regulated partners within us. We can see uh, the ecosystem that the trading volume is back. Uh, we can see people uh, having some form of interest or even new products that we are developing. Uh, ESG type of country product. So we can see that the fact to have two banks and other type of Western institutions investing in infrastructure web three uh, platform uh, or uh, digital asset management platform like us is the sign that if we have the risk management framework in right order, there is a way for web three. So some people think crypto regulation is good for the industry. What do you think? I'm totally on this case. We need regulation, <laughs> but we yeah. need clear. We need clear distinction of uh, what we can do, what we can't do. In Singapore, I think it's pretty clear. In the U.S., there is still a little bit of anxiety, certainly because of the FTX ricochet. All right, Jeff. Thank you so much for sharing your insights with us. Jeffrey Ira is CEO of Trade Together. They're a fintech digital asset management company based here in Singapore. I'm Michelle Martin. This is Money and Me. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.